Let's welcome into the program Bryce Cherry. Bryce, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Doing wonderful. How about you guys? Doing terrific. Appreciate it. Bryce, it, it, this is, a, in my opinion, this is a big weekend in Central Texas. You've got, uh, what, round three, I believe, of the uh, state high school softball tournament, go, uh, softball playoffs going on. Baseball moves into round two. You got the junior college regional tournament going on over at McLennan. So there's a lot of things that f- baseball and softball fans can get out and go see. Yeah, you know, I've said to a number of people that uh, there's a uh, a long tunnel and a, a light at the end of that tunnel that you can start to see, but I still think there's quite a bit of tunnel left, <laughs> you know, and that's just speaking as, you know, someone who covers sports around here, you know, we we have still a lot of sports to go. So, yes, I agree. It is a, a another busy week, and, you know, you didn't even mention, obviously, you know, state golf is mm-hmm. uh it was Monday and Tuesday, and it's coming up for the boys next Monday and Tuesday. So, yeah, a lot of lot of stuff still going on. And, and Taps is, I believe, playing their uh, softball and baseball over at uh, Waco ISD right uh, today. In fact, I saw teams over there getting ready. Yeah, so, I, you but, know, Waco's kind of the home for Taps. Uh, Will Phipps did a good job of bringing that uh, to Waco a couple, you know, probably I guess four or five years ago, and. Uh, and so, yeah, it's uh, it's cool to have all the private schools kind of, you know, circulate here for these big state events. So Bryce, do you like the new postseason format and structure that MCZ baseball is going to take a part of? You, you know, it's cool that uh, what is it, like the first time in in thirty five years, I think that mm-hmm. uh, MCC is hosting the the regional tournament. That's cool in itself. As far as the format goes. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's kind of a super regional, I guess. After after this weekend, and you know we're familiar with that on the NCAA level, so it's you know it's kind of a, a neat thing that they're they're bringing to uh, JUCO ball. It, it preserves their pitching, doesn't it, Bryce? I mean, you, you're you're not in a double elimination against eight teams; you're in a double elimination against four teams, and man, it's just going to save your arms and the quality of play. I think will be a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. And and anytime you can, um, you know, take down the number, you know, subtract, I guess, the number of games that you, you have to play in the postseason, I think, you know, that's a good thing for, for pitching and, and all of that. So certainly, and, and you know, should be a, a fun event. I know MCC has been playing well and pretty excited to host, I think. When you look at that Baylor baseball game over the weekend with K-State, they put up 17 runs in that fifth inning. What were your thoughts on that? And then, have, well, prior to that, what was the largest score you've seen in an inning at college baseball? Wow, that's a great question. I've probably seen some some ten or twelve run innings. Um, I know uh, when I asked some guys about that after the game, what's the you know what's the craziest you know inning you've ever seen? Uh, I think Andy, you know Thomas brought up a twelve run or inning that they had maybe three or four years ago. Um, that that's probably the most I've seen. Seventeen runs was just bananas, and <laughs> and sitting there watching it, um, I mean, you you marvel at what Baylor's able to do at the plate, but you also you know just really start to feel for the other team. You know, Kansas State. They just it was it was sad in the sense that I've I've been to little league games where you know uh, kids had a hard time kind of finding the plate. And and that was the case. I mean, you know, it wasn't even always, uh, you know, hits that were 
were getting it done for Baylor. Sometimes it was, but I think there were six walks in that inning too. They batted around uh, twice, you know, there were, uh, and there were 17 guys to the plate before there was an out. Oh my. It was, uh, it was, it was insane. And here's the thing. It wasn't even the uh, most prolific inning in Central Texas this week, that past weekend. Oh, no. Bosqueville had a 21-run inning in what? an high school game. So there you go. <laughs> wow. En route to what, a 28-3? to three? Is that what we- was that what we decided? So they won their they won their first game over Ranger thirty to one, and they won their first their second game uh, twenty eight to nothing. So fifty eight to one. Wow! In, in two games, I was talking with Coach Anderson at Bosqueville today about that, uh, and yeah, he said, and it, again, it was a case of a lot of you know a lot of free passes. I mean, um, he was proud of the way his guys, you know, just kind of were seeing the ball and, and, you know, making good at bat. And that, and Steve Rodriguez talked about the same thing with, for Baylor. Um, he, he was like, you know, you don't ever want to, you know, embarrass anyone, but you also want your guys continuing to go up there and take quality at bats. And that's what Baylor was doing. Um, you know, I don't think they were trying to rub it in Kansas state's face, but at some point the other team's got to make a pitch, throw a strike. Yeah, it's it's not it's not your responsibility to make it out. It's their responsibility to get it out. Did, was it right. you that tweeted that they quit playing the happy dance in the inning? They, they, yes, I did put that out. I also tweeted out my kingdom for an out. Uh, I was I was praying for one, but the Baylor fans cheered for Kansas State when they did finally oh. get it out. But oh, yes, yeah, uh, they did stop play, playing the happy dance, and I think that was the first time I've ever seen that. And, and this weekend, Baylor uh, is on the road in Stillwater, and they've got a that to me is a huge series. Absolutely. Uh, you know, two teams are right there uh, neck and neck in the conference standings. And to me, if you're Baylor and you're able to maybe win this series and win your final series against Oklahoma, um, now you're putting yourself in position. Maybe, uh, you know, obviously you're in the NCAA field. I think, you know, if, if all things happen today, but uh I think you'd have a chance to maybe host if you were able to win, you know, what would that be? Six big 12 series in a row in a row. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that, that would be a, a pretty good end to the season. I think it would give you a lot of momentum also going into Oklahoma city in the big 12 tournament. So then if you're able to, you know, maybe win a game or two there, uh, you're, you're sitting pretty in terms of a possible host site. I mean, that, that obviously you still have to go out and, and perform and get all that done. It's not easy to, to go to Stillwater and, and win a series, but, uh, but yeah, I'm with you. It should be a, it should be a really big series for, for both those teams this weekend. Bryce, so Bill Worrell is going to retire as the voice of your Houston Rockets. What role did his calls play in your life really early on? And is there anyone in particular that stands out? Oh my gosh. And I remember meeting him a, a few years back. Oh, <laughs> I say a few years. It's been a, it's been a while. Whenever Akeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler joined the Texas sports hall of fame, it's probably been 12 or 15 years showing my age. It now. all runs um, together. <laughs> yeah, it does. But yeah, I, I was able to talk to Bill Worrell and, and kind of share some of those uh, feelings with him and sentiments. And I'm sure he gets it all the time, but 
Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm a Houston fan and everything, and he uh, he called Rockets games. He sometimes called Astros games, and so yeah, he was he was my you know Vin Scully. He was my Jack Buck. You know, Bill Orell was kind of that voice for me that um, you know that I followed, and and uh, he just had such a great personality, some great calls. I will never forget uh, the '95 series with the Rockets and the Spurs and the Western Conference Finals and Akeem Olajuwon was just on another planet and uh, <laughs> and Bill Orell had a call where, where Olajuwon, they've shown the highlight a million times where he does sort of the double ball fake and, mm. and Robinson is just jumping all over the place and, and then uh, Olajuwon scores and he, he said, Olajuwon just has David Robinson bamboozled <laughs> and that was that was a great call. I'll never forget that one. I want to stick with Houston. And you mentioned the Astros. And I saw earlier that they're going to be providing furnished apartments to all minor league players at all levels this season. Do you think that's something that we'll see more teams kind of start doing as this progresses? Say that again, because there was a little bit of a beep in there that I missed part of that. So the Astros, they're going to be providing furnished apartments to minor league players at all levels this season. Is that something that you could see other organizations starting to do? That's interesting, and I actually hadn't heard that. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I mean, if it works, it works. And, and uh, I mean, obviously these guys have to live somewhere. And so, uh, you know, minor league baseball is a, a, a changing organism right now. And, um, I, you know, I, I'm a little concerned about the future of it just because, you know, we saw last year with COVID, you know, you, ne- you had a complete minor league season pretty much wiped out. And there's been, as as they've gotten back into it, you know, you've you've seen, uh, you know, talk of of less teams, and mm. um, you know, and that's just fewer opportunities for for guys to go play. And I, I mean, I love minor league baseball. I think it's it's you know part of the fabric of America. You know, just going to uh, wherever you are in the country, you can you can a lot of times go out and find a, a professional baseball game within a you know a reasonable driving distance and you know here in in uh texas you know you just head down the road round rock and and you know you've got a a minor league team there that you know great baseball and and it's obviously you know it's not even just limited to round rock you know frisco and corpus and uh even san antonio i've been to all those those ballparks Mm -hmm. watching games in the summer and it's it's fun stuff. And it's affordable. <laughs> you know, so yeah. if if, yeah. Uh, if the pocketbook's a little thin, you can still go out to uh, to a minor league baseball game at a at a affordable uh, uh, rate. And, you know, we can always call Tim Jackson. He'll buy you tickets. I- I'm just kidding. Uh, 512, 12 after 5, we're talking with Bryce Cherry, the Waco Tribute Herald. Bryce, a lot, we mentioned softball and baseball coming up. There's some great series that uh, you guys are going to get out to as many as you can. And I know that, uh, you know, one of the series that you and I just kind of chit-chatted about was, was Bosqueville and Italy in, in, in Clint Zander's uh, Bosqueville uh, Bulldog softball team. This this has to make us to be an outstanding series. It could be one of the premier st- series in the state of Texas uh, that they're going to play in Whitney. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is kind of a matchup you might you know expect to see in the in the state tournament. And, and here we've got it in round three, regional quarterfinals. Uh, those two teams, Italy and Bosqueville, have two losses between them, you know, on, on the season. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, they've got it going pretty well. I think Italy's ranked fourth. Bosqueville's ranked eighth. 
uh, both have won, you know, their their rounds to this point very convincingly. Um, so that that shapes up as an excellent, excellent matchup. You know, it'll be played in Whitney, and that's actually where Boxyville Baseball is also playing its uh, its series against Frost. So, you know, if you're a Boxyville person, get a carpool and uh, you know take the whole family up there. You've got baseball, you got softball. Maybe you could just walk back and forth, and and uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of fans doing that. You know, it seems like we always get one or two to Austin, and I think this year's no different. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at, at uh, Steve Sebesta's Troy Trojans. They're out there. There's a lot of really good baseball and softball teams. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, one or two, uh, you know, I, I think it, we could do even even better than that, honestly, this year. You're right. There are some excellent, excellent teams. And I can remember some years where, where we sent three to the state softball tournament or, or you know, state baseball so I, I think that it's it's certainly possible to get that many teams down there. Bryce, we uh, we know you're busy. We appreciate your time, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. That's Bryce Cherry, the Waco Tribute Herald.